and welcome to another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum. I'm your host, Kyle. That's it. <laughs> I'm your host, Kyle. <laughs> That's where we've gotten to. Um, no, I'm just kidding. It's with a K. And today we that have... That will change, though. Me. That will hopefully change soon. The K for a long time. It needs to change. Why does it need to change? We all got new uh, identities. I think that's true. But you know what's that old saying? Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I'm not broke, cool right? To begin with, uh, we'll find you a better one, Cal. We'll find you a better one. And joining me, just the one today, because the other one is probably dying. The paranormal one. The activity of paranormals, whatever, uh, this, uh, two E's, ghost of Ian, E squared. How's it going? Thank you for that wonderful introduction, Brendan. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing good, doing good. I'm not totally sick yet, but I'm, I'm, I think I'm sick, but like, I'm not, I'm not there yet, you know? It's the most wonderful time. <laughs> I'm having flashbacks. I feel like I sang this last December during yeah. an episode that we... And Absolutely. it is a sick season, so you haven't gotten sick yet, or you think you have COVID, right? Well, I definitely had a cough yesterday. I was hacking some dry heathen, you know, just uh, some cobweb-filled lungs coughing. Well, we know you're in your slut phase, so do you think it was uh, obtained from one of the many women that you've been with recently? <laughs> no. No? Because I've been uh, a little too busy. Oh, look at Dougie. <laughs> Dougie looking out the window. He, he's in his slut phase, too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so that was Sophie. Uh, she's, she's always in slut. her slut phase. Yeah, she's <laughs> slut. <laughs> what have you been up to, Ian? Uh, well, first of all, I totally forgot I have this Christmas-colored hockey jersey it is the minnesota wild um i don't know what era it's from it's around like 2015 kind of third jersey um but it's got ryan sutter good year yeah great year ryan sutter on the back uh he's a defenseman uh he's yeah he, he was one of my favorite back in the day this is a really comfy jersey my mom got it in minnesota and that's one of how many that you have well what that's one of how many jerseys that you have Oh, I don't know. Probably like 30, 30 plus, maybe. Where do you keep them all? In the closet. It, it takes up like half the closet. <laughs> it needs to take up your entire closet. I'm just curious. But I only wear like five shirts a week and I just wash them constantly. Mm. So, Are you doing anything to try to not get sick? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just took uh, like gallons of, uh, of, of, uh, what's it called? Syrup, cough syrup. Yesterday. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were gonna say water. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, I've been drinking a lot of water. Been drinking a lot of uh, <laughs> a orange. Will make you more sick. I just want you to know that that's that's literally sugar water. Or is that the kind without any sh- sugar? It has twenty one grams. So twenty one grams. It's a lot. <clears throat> okay. Probably just gonna stop drinking that. Um, but no, no, I've, I, I mean, I've been trying to eat, eat healthy and I, I mean, my cough's gone, so that's, I've been doing something right. Um, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, what are you, uh, what have you been watching or Ooh. reading lately? 
didn't watch a whole lot, but I did watch all new movies. Uh, I kind of veered away from um, the rewatches this week, um, which is something I usually do around this time because I just try to get all my like new watches in the beginning of the year, and then I just kind of get burnt out, and I just go back to rewatching movies. You said you had a Superman film? That you uh, no, I didn't watch it yet. I'm going to watch so it today. One, so which one was it? It is a recommendation from a, uh, a guy at work. Uh, it is called The Superman. Or no, Superman versus The Elite. Hmm. Is it an animated? One animated film from uh, 2012, I think. Hmm. He's the one that's... Uh, and, and there's some other, other people that have been recommending um, these DC animated films to me all year. Or for the past, like, three months. Well, the end of the year is approaching. What is your movie goal for 2023? Like, what do you want to, like, get into slash discover slash uh, just kind of go ham on? Oh, man, I've I've had a bunch of spurts. I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm just, like, mellowing down at this point and uh, watching anime. Uh Last year, I, I logged quite a bit of uh, anime series, and this year, I, I was lacking, so I'm trying to get those done. I just logged Gantz. Um, I'm watching Terra for Mars uh, 2014 uh, anime, and it's it's pretty good. It's pretty etchy and uh, gory mm-hmm. and violent. It's, it's really fun. Um, and then I'm going to watch, I think, Death Note. I think that's one, that, that's a big anime that I have not seen, and... Um, I think I'm going to give that a watch. I think it's good. I like it. You've seen it? Yeah, I've seen the whole thing. Like the whole yeah. anime? Seriously? The whole anime. Yeah, the whole anime. I, th- I think it's only like 26 episodes, right? Something it's like, like 37. Is it really? Yeah it's, yeah, it's long. Wow. Well, yeah, I've seen the whole thing. So it's really I've good. Only, I've only seen the movie, the Netflix movie. So I have not seen that. It, it wasn't as bad as people say. It wasn't as bad. I, I, I kind of enjoyed it a little bit. It's 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 dog water but it's like enjoyable dog water you know it's like it's got a little filter in there you can like sift out through the dirt you can drink a little with a straw it's you know i don't even know what got me into death note because it was at a time where like i've been out of anime for a while now so well not like completely out i dip my toe in occasionally but i think that was the uh one time i kind of just like dipped my toe back in for a second i was like what are all these kids watching right now and so i put on death note and i was like okay this is actually pretty good um and i like the ending a lot and you know how i like uh well actually i don't want to I, I don't want to say. When did I know how much you like dark endings. Death Notes anime series. What year did this come out? Like, oh, 20. No, it says 2006. 2006? Oh, shit. Yeah, so I guess uh, maybe I, I don't even remember when I watched it, honestly. But yeah, it's good. I like it. Um, Anything else? Oh, man. I, I mean, the, the movies that I watch, but I, I can only uh, say a couple. Uh, bu- 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 bu. Um, Iron Monkey 2 is complete dog water, but the action was way too good for the film. Yeah, I did was, not know they made a second one, honestly. It's, it has practically no relation to the first movie. It's um, yeah, The cover alone is like kind of cringe. I, I saw that you posted that, and it popped yeah. up, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, Iron Monkey 2? <laughs> I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> it somehow looks like a decade 
older than the yeah. first movie. And um Yeah, I checked out some shit on it. Yeah, it's um it's weird. If I would recommend the first movie to someone who hasn't gotten into Hong Kong films and like action films, but I would recommend the second movie to someone who's like deep into it. Cause it's like it's like night and day. Um but I watched Bullet Train. It was entertaining. If you like the director, you'll probably like this movie. It was uh I was expecting a little more. But it was it was entertaining. It was fine. It, yeah, it looks very fine. I don't know. I yeah. don't really like the director. I, I have nothing against the director. If you don't like I the just... director, I wouldn't watch the movie. Wait, what's up? If you don't like the director, I wouldn't I wouldn't watch the movie. Well, yeah, that's kind of why I haven't. Um when I first saw the trailer and it's like directed by Deadpool, I was like, oh god. And right from the trailer, I was already kind of turned off but it looks like a movie that's trying to be so many other movies that's why i don't like it just based off the trailer it like i don't know if it's really like that but it looks like it's trying to just be a bunch of other stuff that does it better it has that ensemble cast that you love but Mm -hmm. it's just so much of his style in the film so if you don't like his directing style you wouldn't like the movie yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, um, and then I watched Clash of the Titans because I wanted to watch a fantasy film. Unfortunately, it's super, super outdated. Um, but I can appreciate the the special effects for the time. Um, and then I watched Passion of Joan of Arc, which is a film from 1928. It's a silent film uh, by uh, by the famous director. Let's see what is his name. I think it's like Richard Carl Theodore Dreyer. Um, who did Vampire? Um, it's just a fantastic film, uh, undoubtedly. Like, um, yeah, four and a half for a movie that's in the twenties for Ian. Yeah, like a movie that's almost a hundred years old. Talk to me about it. Like, I was not expecting something that old to be so liked by you. Why is it so good? Um, I wasn't expecting to like it either. Um, I was very captivated. Actually, um, I saw a lot of reviews uh, from like probably people my age that said it was very boring and I could see that, but I don't know. I love the story of Joan of Arc and um, it was about her trial that she went through and you can see like, you can literally see the passion. I mean, it's, it's in the title, but you can see the passion in the, um, in the main um, actress's eyes and her fury and her um, enlightenment. It's, it's, it's truly a, insane performance by her and uh, everyone in that film um if i was watching that movie back then i wouldn't even like know it's a thing i, I would have thought i was watching the actual joan of arc uh it's <laughs> it's that fucking good it's just a great film very passionate film can you imagine being in the 20s and watching that for the first time and just being like what is going on yeah <laughs> i have not seen it but i'm sure from the way you're describing it, it sounds really cool yeah, I was. Uh, I I was actually picturing that too. I was like, man, if I if I saw this back in the day, holy fuck, <laughs> I, I wouldn't even know. Like this was a like an, just the. It's just such ahead of its time. It's yeah, yeah. If you're into like cinema, then that's that's a movie you have to watch. How, um, how like how did you hear about that? Like, what made you want to watch it? Um. I love the story of Joan of Arc and I have not seen a lot of good, um, uh, not remakes, uh, retellings of her, of her story. And this one was supposed to be really good. I mean, it's 4.4, um, stars on letterbox, which is extremely high. Um, you broke up. You said 4.4. 4. 
4.4 on Letterboxd, which is extremely high. Um, so I thought I'd give it a try. And um, yeah, it was it was fantastic. It, it, it was one that's like, it, it's from the 20s and it's a silent film. So, and being a silent film, it's, a, it's um, like an hour and a half long, uh, which was yes. also a deterrent. But uh, no, it was, I just went in, I was really feeling in the mood for uh, that type of film, like an elevated film. And I just went in, so. I'm proud of you, dude. Thank it you. was a silent film, black and white, hour and a half. Bunch of white uh, people. Bunch, bunch of white people. <laughs> and you still <laughs> gave it a chance. You're expanding. I appreciate cool. that. I appreciate that. What have you been up to? <sighs> Not a whole lot. I've been doing good, though. Uh, just working a lot. Tis this season in retail. Um, so I've been working long hours. Um, impossible odds. Um, just, you know, keeping my eye on the <laughs> horizon. Um, I did watch a movie that I've been wanting to watch for a very long time called Paris, Texas. Oh yeah. Um, that was so weird. Oh, you froze. So I thought you broke up for no, a no. second, <laughs> but you just stopped talking. Um, yeah, you said you're, yeah, I was going to put it, I was going to put it on. And, um, the next day you logged that film, which I just thought was really weird. I've been wanting to watch this film for like a year now. And I've been, uh, just putting it off for one reason or another. It just like keeps escaping me. And then I eventually was just like, you know what? Today's the day. Today yeah. is the day. When so I, it. yeah, when you're feeling it, you're feeling it. Um, I watched it on the criterion channel <clears throat> and um, it's also on like HBO Max and stuff, so it's pretty yeah. like readily available. But I gave this movie a four and a half out of five on the old LB. It's directed by Wim Wenders, 1984 film. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton, which is an incredible actor, he's the main uh star in the film. Travis, uh, he's in Twin Peaks and stuff like that. So if you know, if you're a Lynch fan, you'll probably know Harry Dean Stanton that way. But um, this movie was really, really good. Um, I'm really trying to dive deep into like movies that explore like the human psyche and like the human condition and shit like that. And that's kind of like my main goal for the next year is to explore like that, like those kind of films mm -hmm. um it's it's beautifully shot the art direction is amazing in that film like the color palettes are out of this world it does take place in texas a lot of the times and if you're familiar with the southwest like we are in arizona you can get some pretty gnarly sunsets but like they play with that very well and uh it's just a beautiful beautiful film um for all of you that well actually i don't want to say what it's about because you kind of go into it thinking one thing and then it kind of exploring the mystery behind the beginning is kind of the, the main draw to that film. So I won't go into it too much, but it's about a, a man that's kind of, uh, traveling like a nomad. And, um, he kind of like walks out and goes missing from his family for a while and they find him and you kind of explore why he went missing and, and what he was doing. But it's, it's a very, very good film and I highly recommend it. Um, it's got a 4.3 average on LB. So it's pretty high. 
And then uh, further exploring the human psyche and human condition, I uh, watched a um, Akira, um, I forget his last name all the time. Help me out. You know what I'm talking about? I do. And if you didn't say anything, Akira Kurosawa. Akira Akira Kurosawa. And I I watched uh, Rashomon. Rashomon, yeah. Yeah. um, Also on the Criterion channel. They have this uh, curated list right now of like the 100 greatest films of all time. And so I'm kind of just going through that list and kind of picking and choosing the ones that fall into that category that I was just talking about. But Rashomon was really good. Um, I didn't love it, though. And um, I see why people like it so much. I gave it a four. No heart. No heart. No hearts. Because uh, it is a very well-made film. It just didn't really click with me that much. Like, I get why... Um, like, I get the um, the themes it's trying to explore and stuff. And it's done really cool. It's just... I don't know. The pacing of the film is just not for me. And uh, I actually liked it a lot less than I thought I would. But it's a really good film. Um, it's about a, um, a man and a woman, a husband and a wife that gets ambushed by a bandit. Um, and the girl gets raped and the husband gets murdered. And it's almost like a retelling, um, of the story from four different perspectives in front of like, like in front of a judge. And, uh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. No, it's a cool concept. Um, that's what fucking, uh, that one fucking old fart that hates the movie fans. Ridley Scott did with um, The Last Duel. Yeah, and um, two or three different perspectives. Quentin Tarantino's done it with like Pulp Fiction and stuff. It's like they call it, uh, like, apparently it's a thing. It's called like the Rashomon effect. And like it was established from this film where um, directors and storytellers kind of played with the story from different perspectives told by different people. Like one thing happened and you kind of have to like explore like who was telling the truth or what really happened kind of thing. Um, it's a good film. Really, really good film. I just didn't like it as much as I thought I would, which is very surprising because I fucking love the films I've seen from him so far. Um, yeah. I'm excited for you to watch uh, yeah. Les Samurai, um, which is a French film. Uh, it's kind of like a James Bond movie. I think it might have came before. might have came like around the same time. I think it's 60s. Um, but... Uh, I think you might like that movie. I think you might like that one quite a bit. Is it's it on the Criterion? Is it an actual samurai flick? It's not samurai film. No. Oh, it's just okay. It's uh, the killer is what it's called in, in French or in the English translation. I think. Um, th- uh, throw it in the chat, and I'll I'll add it on my watches if I haven't already. Yeah. But um, and then I played some games and stuff. Not a big deal, but. Uh, <laughs> what I finally. <laughs> I finally beat God of War. Yeah, yeah. It was good. It was great. I loved it. And then I... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. No, I need a little more. I need to give a rating yet? or I want a percentage. I want a precise percentage. Even if it's like a 99.92. It's a it's it's a solid nine out of ten. Uh, but like it's Ooh. not... I don't know. It wasn't... You think it was trying too hard? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. It was too. It was too, too long. Perfect. Too long. It was That's no, long. not too perfect. It was just I don't know. Like the 
like the game type just wasn't for me. Like I'm not really into these like games that are trying to be open world just to pad the game and add more content and add more time to your playthrough. It's just, I don't know. It's, a lot of it didn't feel necessary. There was a lot of like gameplay moments that felt like they were just there to add more time to your game and not really like add any purpose to the story or the or the progression of it. It was just it was like it felt very like bloated and padded and then but but the story was great. It was amazing. It was cool. The presentation is stellar. I love it. It's great. Nine out of ten. Um the Callisto Protocol, however. The Callisto Protocol. <laughs> Eleven <laughs> out of ten. No, um I'm not gonna talk t- too much about this because we're kind of going on a little too long. But I will say uh I bought the game not yesterday, but the day before, and I've already beaten it and platinumed it. So I beat it and platinumed it in a day. Um, it's a horror game uh, by Glenn Schofield, the guy who did Dead Space. It's really, really good. If you like horror games, I was kind of down on it in the beginning uh, because I was expecting more of like a Dead Space game. But uh, a lot of people are kind of bashing it right now. But I would say if you're into horror, just give it a shot. And just don't expect full dead space, and you'll probably find some enjoyment out of it. And that's all I'll say. But it's good. That being said, let's get into the 1984 film, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Good year. Great year. I was going to go over the films of this year. We can if you want. but Yeah, I do want to. Okay, because there's some good ones. It was a good year for horror. Uh, let's start Time Machine. Great let's bring that back. Insert noise. So, Nightmare on Elm Street, Night of the Comet, Gremlins. Where do you want to begin? Like, what are your uh, standouts of this year? Standouts are going to be uh, Children of the Corn, Gremlins, uh, Ghostbusters, The Terminator, Threads. Um, man. There's just so many. Top 10 grossing films of this year. The Ghostbusters was number one at 220 mil. Obviously. Indiana Jones, Temple of the Doom at two. Gremlins at three. Beverly Hills Cop at four at 103 mil. And The Karate Kid at five. This was just a good year for cinema, honestly. Footloose, number seven. Purple Rain, number 10. The list goes on. But yeah, uh, 1984 was a pretty good year. My top picks from this year would probably be, I mean, Terminator, obviously. It's one of my favorite films of all time. And then Ghostbusters and Gremlins is a little overrated. You're just, you guys are just haters. That's what I'm hearing. I also haven't Childhood seen classic, bro. Gremlins in a very long time. Childhood classic. Uh, Dave Lynch, uh, Dune came out this year. Dune is good. I like Dune. Uh, and the Beverly Hills was amazing. Beverly Hills Cop, um, yeah, one of my all-time favorite films. It's amazing. Sixteen Candles, Never Ending Story, 1984, just some like classics. Armadeus, Red Dawn, Jesus. Paris, Texas came out this year. Did it? Oh, it did. 1984. <laughs> Holy shit! Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's a good film. You should watch it. You should watch that soon. Yeah. But uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, it's directed by Charles E. Sellier Jr. The yeah, film, 
I don't know who the film was released by TriStar Pictures on November 9th, 1984, where it received substantial controversy over its promotional material and content, which featured a killer Santa Claus, which I guess this is the first film to ever do from the way that sounds. In addition to receiving mixed reviews, it was pulled from theaters a week after its release. However, it was a success during its opening week, grossing $2.5 million on a seventy or a $750,000 budget. Wow. Since its release, in one week, it got $2.5 million. Impressive. In that's 1984. Highly impressive. Yeah, that's insane. Since its release, it has developed a cult following and spawned a series of... Um, Wait, spawned a series, I'm sorry, of four sequels, with the fourth and fifth installments having no connection to the original film, but the first three do, as well as a loose remake in 2012, which I have not seen. And a reboot was supposedly planned for this year, 2022, but I haven't heard anything on it. I know that new one came out, but that's not the same thing, right? You're thinking, I think it's just called Deadly Night. Yeah, but that's not supposed to be. Violent Night. Violent, Violent Night. Night. Yeah, it's not. Uh, Violent Night. No, not the same. So I don't know what happened to the production of the remake that was supposed to come out this year, but apparently that's a thing that was planned. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, Ian, where did you watch it? Would you add it to your collection? And what are your full thoughts on the film? Not first impressions. <laughs> full thoughts. Um, so watch this hashtag illegal. Um, but, um, would I add this to to my collection? No, but, but if there was a collection of the films, I would have to watch the second film just to make sure I would, I would pick this up just to make sure I would pick this up because I'm not totally sold, not totally sold on this. I, it was, it was missing. It had the Parmesan cheese. But I just wanted some Gouda. I wanted some some uh, mozzarella. You know, I, I wanted that eight. I want that true '80s curdled cheese. You know, you don't think this was true '80s curdled cheese, huh? No, I, I don't think it is. I think, I, well, it it, it does it does have some of that, but mm-hmm. I just wanted more. Okay, I wanted to go full cheese. Okay, full mac and cheese. I wanted some scene where it's like a two. It's it's, it's like an old couple. Like, Sharon, I'm going to go mow the lawn. And then she's like, Jerry, it's 11 o'clock at night. You're not going to mow the lawn. You're going to smoke it. And then they would both die. (laughs) And why do they have Brooklyn accents? (laughs) 90% of the 80s. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's the 80s. Like every movie came on the East Coast. Um, But yeah, that's what I want. That's what I wanted. Just (laughs) Why are you going to cut the lawn? You're going to smoke it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go mow the grass. Now you're going to go smoke it. <laughs> what does that even mean? I'm going to go smoke the ganja. Um, yeah, I just wanted more. <laughs> more of that. Um, I actually heard about this film quite early on in my, in my years. I would say about, man, like seven, eight years old. Um, and I haven't watched it until now. Um, my, this was one of my mom's, uh, I remember a sp- specific moment in my life, uh, where I went to Blockbuster with my mom and, uh, we were browsing the horror section and I was like, hey. <clears throat> Hold on. I was like, Hey mom, 
What's your favorite horror movie? <laughs> I apologize for all the audio listeners if that pierced your eardrums. <laughs> but um, And uh, she was like, ah, man, it was, don't remember the name of it, but it was one with like a killer Santa Claus. And I was like, man, I, that sounds super interesting. I, I kind of want to, I want to watch that one. And I never knew what it was called up until like about three years ago when I actually dove into the horror community and found this film. Never watched it until now. Um, so fulfilling my mother's wishes, I watched this film for the first time in my life today. And um, it was mid, honestly. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, it was it was OK. It was OK. Uh, I would say that um, it had enough there where it was entertaining. Um, I just wish I, I don't know. I just wish it had a little something else. I wish it had just had that, that a little more cheesy dialogue. Than it than it did. I, I don't know, man. The dialogue was pretty cheesy. It has so much. I know, I know, but like, I don't know. I, okay. I don't know. I, it was just missing something. Missing something to give me that full '80s experience. And it even had that '80s montage. I mean, like, you just need to go a dude, little over. Was, okay, dude. Just really quick. When he was smiling in the montage, he was like this. Yeah. When they're unwrapping the poster, and, and then the Santa thing he goes he gets all angry i laughed my ass off dude i was no. um sorry go ahead what'd you say just the way they doubled down on him being so against the santa claus yeah. was really funny yeah yeah it was um i liked in that montage where uh he was like just doing the normal duties of a rookie you know being the superman he is and uh the boss just opens the the uh, doors and he just looks at him, looks at the camera, it shakes, his, <laughs> shakes his head and fucking nods. Uh, so good. Any well, movie that has the word, the phrase "wise guy," you can definitely tell it's like 1990s and before. It's got to be 80s mostly, dude. Wise guy was thrown a lot, also around a lot in like Manhattan and like mm-hmm. New York accents. Wise guy, hey, yeah, wise guy, over wise here. guy. Um, so today was the first day I ever watched this film as well. Um, I've heard a lot about it and it's obviously a staple in the horror community. Um, I was going into this film thinking, uh, pretty low, like pretty low expectations. I wasn't hoping for much. Um, but it gave me what I was hoping that it would be, which was, 80s extra cheese mozzarella ricotta it had it all for me so i watched this on um apple tv i rented it for 2.99 and um i would add this to my collection but here's the thing is like Christmas movies, I don't think I'll ever be in the mood to watch them unless it's around that time. So do you still add a Christmas film into the collection even if you like it? I don't know. I don't think I have any Christmas movies. That's what I'm saying. Um, like Black Christmas would be one I would add though. That, I think that's an exception because that's a good example of one that is that takes place around Christmas but isn't really like Christmas themed if that makes sense. Like, I know it's called Black Christmas. I get it takes place on Christmas, but, like, <laughs> I mean, there's it's got, like, not kills like, with, like, a fucking like Christmas tree, I'm pretty sure. 
Christmassy. <laughs> no, that, that movie is not like really Christmassy. It's not like Krampus. It's not like this film. Gotcha. It's not like fucking Santa Claus. Don't sure me. I was like, I'm being <laughs> like that film doesn't scream Christmas. It doesn't have the characters that that involve the, Christmas. The most right. Christmas about that film is in the title. That's all I'm saying. And the setting. I mean, but also it's it's like in Minnesota, or Iowa, or something. So, so that's just what it looks like all year round. Yeah, it's always Christmas in Minnesota. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, no, but, um, I would add this to my collection. I think, um, this movie gave me like hardcore sleepaway camp two and three vibes. Um, this movie came out a year after or the same year as sleepaway camp one, two, one also, but, um, no, I enjoyed the film. I thought it was very eighties, uh, it was very campy just from the very beginning. They went the extra and ripped the, the parents out of the car and sliced their throats and tits all in front of the kids. Like they don't make movies like this anymore. Slice their tits. Yeah. It was actually a little more violent than I was expecting. Yeah. Me too. Which I appreciated. Yeah. Um, I was not expecting like on a near rape scene out of this movie in front of the kid and the baby. Yeah. Yeah. Like they didn't hold back. Um, but from the very beginning with the robbery and everything, I was all like, I was set. I was mm-hmm. set. Um, but yeah, no, I think I will add this to my collection. They have a really cool uh, Scream Factory edition. Yeah, I was going to say the, the so, Scream Factory. Uh, the first two are Scream Factory, and then I think three, four, and five are some uh, other company. It's, I, I own a couple of their stuff. Hold on, it's on. F- Vestron? Vestron video? Have you heard of them? No? I have. They did, um, they have a Blu-ray of The Possession, which I was going to get, uh, but I found that one instead. It kind of upsets me, though, that they have a collection of three, four, and five in one thing and not one and two, but... Yeah. A little weird, but... Uh, rights problem. Yeah. So this film is mostly about, I guess, uh, childhood trauma, I would say. (laughs) Um, You think? So what do you think of the plot of the film, the setup of the movie, and like starting with the intro, with the whole thing of how he gets traumatized by the the Santa Claus? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I watched the um, unrated version because the the more violent and graphic scenes were of different quality i don't know if you saw that in your yes so in the one i rented i could tell that like some scenes weren't restored like i saw that they were like the original like the original film grade when she was put on the um the mantle right yeah it happened a lot in the toy shop like prior to the killings um, but yeah, no, I did notice that. And um, I try to picture a movie or uh, this movie without those scenes, and I think it benefits quite a bit um, from adding those. I don't know if like there's a theater cut where they took all these those scenes out or not, but um, it highly benefits, especially with the um, right like right before he goes um, in killer mode, he like uh, has those. Dude. flashbacks yeah 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 when he flips like when the light yeah. switch flips i loved it dude yeah it was cool i liked uh i liked that kill on that one guy he i 
What what was the deal with his uh, strength level there? Oh, like when he's holding <laughs> he the guy by lift the... that dude up. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that was just like pure childhood trauma rage. Oh, so, I mean, gotta get me some of that. <laughs> that childhood trauma. <laughs> um, but what did you think of the setup of the film and him? Because I didn't know he was good at turning to the killer. Like I didn't know that was the thing. I thought like he was going to be hunted by a an evil Santa Claus dude. But yeah, I didn't think so either. Um, I think I've just seen scenes from the second movie and I was kind of expecting that type of film, but, uh, it was a cool surprise to see the, um, protagonist as an antagonist. Um, and then it kind of veered away from the point of view of him. Um, but, uh, it was, uh, it was cool. It was a cool idea. I think, uh, uh, it was done pretty well. Um, the flashbacks definitely help. There were many, 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 many flashbacks um, <laughs> that are referred to. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was good. It was, uh, it was a good idea. I think. What, what do you? So think? What do you I think it was good. Um, I personally enjoyed the buildup to his teen years. Which, by the way, the store manager got way too excited when he saw him. <laughs> yeah that like, was oh, um, it's not a kid it's uh hey we'll just take a look at him and he like gave him the up and down he's like oh yeah oh yeah you can start monday and i was like, like yeah uh, it's a nine o'clock sharp <laughs> yeah if you're so yeah he got a little, he got a little flustered i mean the guy also, is uh the, the, the kid's a handsome kid but um really no Every time they said it. his name, I could not help but to think of a uh, hot chick and that uh, that little reference there. Hot chick. Yeah. When um, Rob Schneider is uh, like at towards the end of the movie, and she's like Billy. Remember that? <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> every time um, they said that, great film. Hot chick film. has not <laughs> aged well. Has not aged well. In a good way, though. <laughs> I think. Yeah, <laughs> in an offensive way, but if you were yeah. there at the time, it's fine. Yeah. Um. So I dug the progression of the movie. I really liked actually, like my favorite scenes were actually the buildup of him in the Catholic school. I guess it's Catholic. Is it Catholic? Um, some kind of religious. Just some religious school. Yeah. Um, I dug that kind of breakup in between showing that and then leading him or leading into him being the like the older kid with trauma um yeah i like that too they could have just gone straight from the five years old to like now but they chose to do that little um insert of his middle years which was uh which was pretty cool it added it added more story it added more um i guess it gave more to the audience to show like he's this is what he's going through. This is what he's dealing with. Maybe you can sim- sympathize more for him. Um, so I, I, I like that too. Yeah, it had way more context than I thought would be added for a film like this. Yeah. Like, it had a good, decent story for what it was trying to do, being a corny fucking slasher. Um, it was extremely fucked up, them making him sit on the Santa Claus. Knowing his history with the, you know, how his parents died and stuff. Uh, I think, the, uh, dude, that that nun deserved to die, honestly. And she didn't. And she didn't. What's up with that? Yeah. I really, she's a nun? Probably, honestly. This was like during the, uh, the whole religious, the, the, what was it called? 
during the like seventies or eighties religious thing. The, the, there was a religious thing. <laughs> oh, <God. Jeez. laughs> Satanic <laughs> panic. That's what it was. Satanic panic. That's what it was. One. When was the satanic panic? panic. Yeah. Satanic panic. Yeah. So then there right. maybe the writer was maybe a little more kind towards the uh religious groups, towards the uh to the Catholics. Um yeah, she needed to go. And it was a little un- <laughs> I was a little unsatisfied <laughs> about that. Um okay, so the kills. What's your favorite kill? And what do you think about the gore and the kills in this film? Hmm. I mean, my favorite kill probably is when he picks that one girl up and puts her on the uh, the taxidermy deer. That's something they did in um, Colobos. Yeah, <laughs> but it's done better. It's done better here. It's done better here. She had no like. She had no regard for showing her tits to anyone. She was just oh, yeah. opening the front door. Like, where is the eighties again, man? Like, why can't they come back? Free it the was nipple. Truly free the nipple yeah. back in the day. And then yeah. they covered everything up, and now it's just like, oh, we're going to just free the nipple. We're just going to support the cause and not, you know, participate. Fucking oh, hypocrites. Fucking. <laughs> Bunch of oh, hypocrites. Um, <laughs> no, her tests were great. But they were kind of too spread apart. Do you know what I mean? Like, God, I'm not here to critique tits no, no, or anything. No. But they were, look, hey, look. I look. love seeing I'm them. Not, I'm not tit shaming. That's not what I'm tr- here okay. to do. Okay. I'm just saying, there's some girls and guys that, like, that just have that chest that, bone in the middle yeah. of like like a like a three foot separation of each tit. Three and feet. it's a little. Jeez. I don't know. I'm just worried about him. But she 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 got killed. It was probably <laughs> my favorite. Where's I'm gonna contraption to get those things a little closer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hopefully, yeah, she's older now. I mean, it's. I wonder, yeah, it, it I wonder if gravity has brought them back together. <laughs> Who knows? Um, I hope her and her tits are still healthy, though. That's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> that, that was, what were you saying again? So the kills. Kills. Um, yes. That was probably my favorite kill as well. Again, to your point, this movie was a lot more gory than I thought it was going to be, um, which I appreciate. And the level of uh, graphic violence was was welcomed and unexpected. Uh, what? <laughs> Are you laughing because I'm crying? <laughs> we got to bring this back, man. We can't laugh this hard uh, like about some dude. Um Okay, so... Uh, my favorite scene and most uncomfortable has to be when Billy finally gets in the suit and he has that young girl on his lap and he's saying the most sexually aggressive things. I know it's not, I know it's not in his mind sexual, but it is coming out that way. I it can't remember what he says, but he's like, He's like, stop moving. What, what are you doing? Stop. And then what like, are you, don't do that. Don't move like that. Naughty this year? You being naughty? <laughs> naughty girls move like that. It's so funny. He does not say naughty girls move like that. Yes. yes. Does he really? 
Um, it's so uncomfortable. Yeah, no, it's kind of weird. But I loved it. But I loved it. <laughs> um, I, love, I, love, I love scenes that make me, like, hella uncomfortable, you know? I feel like that's what good. it was going yeah. for. Probably not, but... Why do you think this movie holds a cult status now? Ooh. This movie specifically? Because I know the, the other films um, kind of veer away from the story a little bit. In the um, second one, the same kid is in it. The same guy. Sorry, that's cool. that was just a, like a comment. Continue. <laughs> um, I can see it. I can see it. I mean, it's a um, it's a cheesy '80s movie that got more films. I mean, there's a lot of uh, a lot of cult followings for a lot of different movies. Um, but I feel like the biggest followings have multiple films in their series, like this one. And I was going to compare it to something, but I totally forgot what it was. It was going to be a good comparison, too. But I will never know. What do you think, Kyle? Honestly, it's a mixture of the over-the-top acting that I can almost guarantee was not trying to be funny at the time, Mm -hmm. um, which is hilarious now, like the montage. I think the kills are actually really good. And I think the whole slasher aspects holds up pretty well. I was expecting a way shittier movie considering it being a Christmas themed film. But uh no, I think it I think it kind of went into the cult status one because of how it was thrown away and disregarded in during its initial release to now it being a pretty okay slasher with good kills, good humor and uh just an over the top kind of setting. Um I mean, yeah, like, when the government tells you not to do something... Hey, look... I, you kind of want to do it. I'm trying to find more profound things to say about such a generic-ass <laughs> fucking Christmas film, but it is what it is, and it's just a fun slasher, I think. Yeah, I think it's a fun slasher as well. Um, very basic, um, but, you know, it's it's got that charm to it. You, I'm glad you really liked it. You liked how cheesy it was. I did a lot, um, actually. I think it's got some some quotable moments. If I watch this with a group of friends, this, this would, be, would be this would be a hit. Yeah, this is a film that I would throw on during a Christmas party for sure. It's definitely a Christmas party flick for sure. Tits and all, big widespread tits and all. Um, so, what is your final thoughts and rating for Silent Night, Deadly Night? Um, can we just talk about the? I just want to bring up the. Um, the ending real quick oh um, yeah, yeah yeah let's talk about the end let's see oh yeah imagine killing a guy for 31 dollars like that's some <laughs> that's some fucking messed up shit right there it, yeah. it happens um it happens. the nun didn't tell the police about the <laughs> i love the santa kill at the at the school where they're like oh no it was oh father yeah. john and we, we tried to tell him to stop but he wouldn't listen he's like because he's Cause deaf, he's deaf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my god that was hilarious yeah, yeah. Was the funniest that's the kind of shit i'm talking about in man. my opinion it, yeah like, she's just making shit up god that was so yeah, that's all I wanted to go over. That, that just that just one thing. So I funny. think it's really cool too. Like the 
the comment that the older nun makes about his younger brother is like, oh, he's so much better than his older brother. He's nothing like him because he was too young to experience the trauma and realize what happened. And then I love the twist ending where his brother gets killed in front of him dressed as Santa. And he says like, you've been naughty or something at the end, which I, I haven't read the hypnosis for two yet, but I wonder if it's like, I wonder if they're twin brothers and that's how they justify the actor coming back. Well, they can't be twin brothers. Why not? Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 you're right. Right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Because <laughs> so then he must live. Then so then the Santa Claus killer must live. But then is there two killers? Does the does the young dude? I I need to see this second film. That's all I'm saying. All of the rest of the series is on Shutter. That's all I'm uh, saying. I the wait all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might be diving deep into this. Unfortunately, yeah. I, Before I, Christmas is over, I'm gonna watch the second one. Yeah, well, because the second one's like a definitive sequel. Yeah, from, from what I've read, it's like a true sequel. Same kind of like, like, uh, like a lot of the same crews on it, same actor, that kind of stuff. But it's cool. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be a sleepaway camp scenario, though, where it probably just gets wackier and wackier. Yeah, from what I've heard, uh, that's that, that's what it is. Exactly because what it is. he was deaf. <laughs> All right, what's your uh, final thoughts and review? Uh, final thoughts. It's cheesy. It's uh, it's Christmasy. Christmasy. I can see the cult following status. I can uh, I can see the appeal. Um, I am going to give a heart. Mm. Wait, did you say the rate? But I'm gonna give it a three. Oh, three okay, to okay, three to heart. Three to heart. All right. Um, I think this movie is definitely a cheesy Kyle movie. Um, I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. Um, it's got good kills, great one-liners, awesome music. Oh, yeah, the and, music is very well done. Yeah, it slaps. And it's just, it's, it's what you would expect it to be. And um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I'm going to give this a five-star. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm also going to give this film a three star with a heart. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Okay. But it definitely, definitely gets a heart. It's not like a insanely well made film, but it's yeah. it's a lot of fun and I I thoroughly enjoyed it. So before we get into the favorite game of all time from our American listeners, just our American listeners. I mean, the Europeans might like us. I don't know, but we have a lot of domestic listeners here. Um, I mean, they so, moved on in the World Cup and we didn't, so it's don't true. know why they should be mad at us. We are going to plug you with a message from our overlords at the Ruminations Radio Network. We'll be right back. What's up, gang? This is Hoptimus. You've been listening to one of the great new podcasts from Ruminations Radio Network. If you want some more tasty sound vibes, come check out my new podcast, The Retro Futurist Culture, where we talk about alternate timelines, cyberpunk, anime, and other crazy worlds. If that does not strike your fancy, we have plenty of other great shows at RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome back. And it's time for America's favorite game. What's in the box? The game where my co-hosts 
In this case, me and my one host must guess the Letterboxd average rating based on me and them reading the LB description of the film. If we guess within 0.3 of the average rating, we will be awarded a point. A secondary point is possible if we are able to guess the decade in which the film was released. Ian, are you ready? See whatever. See whatever. Um, I think... You know what? I'll go first. Okay. A slaughterhouse worker appears to be romantically involved with his boss's wife. They plan to leave the country together, but at the airport, she waits for him in vain. Slowly but surely, the three of them getting entangled in a fateful web of betrayal, jealousy, and revenge. Genre. Horror. Drama. Oof. Sounds like it could be an 80s movie or like a early 2000s lifetime movie. Um, mm. Sounds pretty bad. I'm going to go 2.8. 2.8. That is incorrect. It has an average rating of 3.6. Guess what? the decade. Are names said in this summary? Yes. Um, no, actually. Okay. <laughs> but we'll say, here, hold on. We'll say, okay, we'll say Bob, and we'll say Clarissa. Um, man, I, I really have no clue. 80s. That is correct. You get awarded a point. It is the 80s. It is directed by Mike Van Diem. His most popular film is called Character, 1997. This is the 1989 film Alaska. The cover looks familiar, but I've never seen the film. Never even. Is this a horror movie? Horror drama. Interesting. Alaska. I can see like Liam Neeson being in this movie. It is like a known guy like that. Like as the main guy. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up real quick. Seems like a Liam Neeson always plays those uh like terrible husbands, you know, because he let his wife die. He plays but, good. Um, what are you talking about? What? <laughs> he plays amazing. Um Alaska. Hold on. It's it's gonna bug me if I don't. Whoa, there's a lot of movies called Alaska. You know what? We're gonna skip that. Go ahead. All right. Um there is a name repeatedly said in the summary like 12 times do you do you want me to just say the name or i want you to say the name well the name is in the movie title oh then no it's not like the movie title but it's like in there okay you know what yes yes just say it just say the description henry likes to kill people in different ways each time henry shares an apartment with otis when otis's sister comes to stay we see both sides of henry the guy next door, and the serial killer. Well, first of all, Henry and Otis, I don't know what the film is, so it's fine. It didn't give anything away. But this is clearly a 90s movie. Nobody named, like, Henry and Otis is 90s, for sure. It's got to be. I think you're um, thinking I'm Milo gonna, and Otis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give this film a... You're rating it right now. <laughs> Shit. Two point 
2.9. That is incorrect. It is sitting at a 3.5. And I still get the 90s. You still guess the 90s. You are incorrect once again. This is the 1986 film uh, directed by John McNaughton, uh, Henry Portrait of a Killer. Oh, I've heard of that movie. That's with What's-His-Face, right? It is. Yeah. Um, John McNaughton's most popular (laughs) film, The Wild Things. Or just Wild Things, sorry. Number two. Dr. Bill Cortner and his fiance Jan Compton, are driving to his lab when they get into a horrible car accident. Compton is decapitated, but Cortner is not phased by this seemingly insurmountable hurdle. His expertise is in transplants, and he is excited to perform the first head transplant, keeping Compton's head alive in his lab. Cortner plans the groundbreaking yet unorthodox surgery First, however, he needs a body. Three point seven. That is incorrect. The average rating is four point one. Two point six. What? Why did you think it was so high? I'm curious. I thought it was Reanimator. Oh, oh. Um, it's not. Guess the decade. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Um, I'm going to guess 80s again. That is incorrect. It is the, it is the 1962 film, the brain that wouldn't die directed by Joseph green. Joseph green. Is he known for the Halloween films? Uh, the description oh of the movie sounds really good, but it being a 2.6 is kind of a drag. You look at the top, like the vocals. We said that at the exact same time. Exact same time. <laughs> All right, I'm ready for no my number. No points awarded. No points awarded. It's still Ian 1, this, Kyle 0. It's a tough game. Tough game. I almost said the name of the title. Um, now and then, tis simple truth, sweetest tongue has sharpest tooth. An adaptation of Angela Carter's fairy tale. Young Rosaline dreams of a village in the dark woods where Granny tells her cautionary tale in which innocent maidens are tempted by wolves who are hairy on the inside. As Rosaline grows into womanhood, will the wolves come for her too? I don't know what the fuck you just read, but can you read it again? (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm going to read that little, the little, no, I really don't want you to. Line um, in the beginning? That was no, I'm good. I'm going to go with uh, 3.1. 3.1. And we're doing by three? three? Yeah. You got it, Kyle. <laughs> this is a, sitting at a 3.4. Okay. Guess for the decade. Um, Wow. Werewolves. A lot of uh, Old English. I'm going to go... <clears throat> old English. I'm going to go... 70s. 70s. That is incorrect, Kyle. This is 60s. the... 1984 <laughs> Neil Jordan film. 
Turbulence. Okay, sorry, go ahead. The Company of Wolves. His highest film, oh, his highest actually. rated film is Interview with a Vampire. Yeah, I was going to say, I've heard of that film. Interesting. Okay. Okay. One last. One. Number three. One, one. <sighs> Number three. Sid March is an employee at a clinic that sells injections of live viruses harvested from six celebrities to obsessed fans. You That's a lot. Sick celebrities gonna, or six? Sick, as in... <clears throat> Gotcha. I'm going to read this like, again. Sorry. Sid March, like Sid. Sid March is an employee at a clinic that sells injections of live viruses harvested from six celebrities to obsessed fans. When he becomes infected with the disease that kills super sensation Hannah Geist, Sid becomes a target for collectors and rabid fans. He must unravel the mystery surrounding her death before he suffers the same fate. Geist. That's my grandmother's maiden name. Um, can you read the last sentence for me real quick? He must unravel the mystery surrounding her death before he suffers the same fate. Man, this is a hard one. Holy shnikes. I saved it for last for a reason. Damn, this could be... It's gotta be newer. Gotta be newer. Like 90s and above. Mm. What makes you say that? It's just a new idea. Mm. Yeah. Something, yeah. something, something new. Some technology type new idea. I feel like that's gotcha. more like tens, two thousands, or more, more two thousands. I feel like twenty twenties has been uh, the decade of like really exploring new ideas and not being afraid to just really go out there, even if it's a dumb idea. Like this movie. Um, I'm going to give it a three. You froze. Can you repeat that? No, it's just, um, it's a three. Three. Oh, just a three. Gotcha. It's my guess. You are correct. Yes. <laughs> it is uh, an average rating of 3.2. Guess the decade. Damn, I'm going to have to step up my game on this one. Man, I think it's like 2020s. Is that your final answer? Yeah. You are incorrect. It is the 2010s. So you're on the right path with that kind of, uh, with that thought. That was a good, uh, that's a good little thought. Um, it is directed by Brandon Cronenberg. His most popular oh. film is Possessor 2020. It is the 2012 film Antiviral. This is, the, that was exactly what I was referencing or what I was like referencing in my head. I was like, Possession. I feel like this is like around the same time, or like same kind of writers. Interesting. Yeah. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. What, what year was it again? Uh, 2012. 2012. Early. So two one right now, two one. You could I tie, can it, tie it in when it. Letterbox sponsors. A brother. Ooh, I want one of those letterbox pins, bro. Or just like a, a patch. Yeah, you can buy them. Oh, uh, yeah. A brother and sister move into an old seaside house that has been abandoned 
for many years on the Cornwillian coast, only to soon discover what is haunted by the ghost of the mother of their neighborhood, their neighbor's granddaughter. That is one sentence, and still going, with whom the brother has fallen in love. That was one sentence. Holy shit. Jeez. Guess the rating. Can you read it again? <laughs> <laughs> it, it threw me off because it just kept going. Um, read it one more time quick. Uh, a brother and sister move into an old seaside house that has been abandoned for many years on the Cornwillian coast only to soon discover that it is haunted by the ghost of the mother of their neighbor's granddaughter with whom the brother has fallen in love with. Jesus. So the, so the mother of the neighbor's granddaughter whom the, the brother has fallen in love with. So. Gotcha. Um... That's a terrible summary. I'm sorry. Whoever wrote that needs this is eighties again. I'm gonna be really mad if you pick three eighties. So, uh, but I almost feel like I should guess eighties. <laughs> but it doesn't sound like an eighties to me. What does it sound like a it sounds earlier? It sounds seventies, honestly. But um I'm gonna guess three point three. And Kyle, with the second point, it is sitting at a 3.5. Ooh. Guess, guess the decade. We are tied officially. I need to take this. Do I go with 80s because that's the trend you've been shooting? Or do I go with my gut, which is the 70s? But you don't like the 70s that much. Well, I don't know why you keep so, saying that. But it's, it's literally my favorite decade. <laughs> it sounds like a 70s ass film. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just going to go with my gut. 70s. Final guess? Final guess. That is incorrect, Kyle. It's 80s. We are staying tied. This is the 1944 oh. film. Oh. Allen, and this is his highest rated film, uh, The Uninvited. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I would. I wanted to really throw you off with that last one, so I went yeah. to forty-four. I appreciate that. Yeah. So we'll go year to date. We'll each give ourselves a point. So yeah. it is now tied all around. Ian three, Brennan three, Kyle three. Wow, three, three, three. It's almost like we're starting fresh again. This has been another episode of Ruminations of Red Room. The the death pastor of the Ruminations Radio Network. If you like what we're doing here. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at of Red Room. That's OF Red Room. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music, among more, which you can find additional information on ruminationsofredroom.transistor.fm. And make sure you subscribe and give us a rating so we could show up in more people's feeds and build the ROR army. Which being said, we have a lot of listeners in the US, but we are in 10 countries now. So spread the love. Let's get out of America. America sucks anyway. We will continue to cover films that other casts don't and would love to hear what you want us to cover next. Please DM us on Twitter or email us at ruminationsofredroom at gmail.com with suggestions our next episode we will be covering mystery that's not the title of the movie that's i'm leaving it a mystery so please catch up on that so you can join the discussion
Don't listen to me. That being said, I'm your host, Kyle. With a K. And today we have joining me the paranormal one, the ghost of Ian. Pasty as always. Michael, you got to stop dressing up as Santa and scaring these kids around this time. Like, got to stop. I like to think Michael was the Santa that was robbing the convenience store in the beginning. Damn. Jesus. <laughs> you know what and I mean? slaughtered his family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, actually. Wait, is that the, the that same, same one? Santa? Yeah. Mike, I hope that wasn't you, but it kind of looked like you. Stay spooky, folks. Hey, Michael, I'm coming back real quick. If you have a warrant out for your arrest, just just go to the police, okay? That's all I'm saying. You've been running since the 80s. That's a long time to be running. Now, I understand if you changed your name to Michael and you changed your identity to get away from that. So if this was you, because it kind of looked like you, Michael. That's all I'm saying. It kind of looked like you. If it was you, just turn yourself in. Stay spooky. Stay spooky.